0: In today's episode of Real People, Real God, Misu and Lindsay continue their Through the Bible Character Series. They'll wrap up the story of Moses, following him both up and down Mount Sinai, as we learn that real people are forgetful people. Hi, this is Misu, and this is Lindsay. Welcome back, everybody. We're so glad you could join us today, Lindsay. Tell us about your week. How's it going?
1: It's going all right. Um, I'm getting Whoa, more Well, not sleep. convincing.
0: Not, uh, not, not that, not no. no, come well, on Well,
1: do you know, I mean, we've already told the listeners But we do these recordings so early in the morning by my book
0: <laughs> Seriously <laughs> like,
1: I really am doing alright, but let me tell y'all I just woke up about 45 minutes ago So uh-huh. you were working yeah. with less than an hour awake mm-hmm. Lindsay that's And no just, coffee No coffee this morning, so that's just oh, dangerous that, I mean, yeah. I don't know if you know what you're getting into here but We don't really, know what's going to come out,
0: right? We don't know right. what's coming hey. out
1: it could uh-huh. be anything, but I really oh, am doing all right. I'm adjusting uh-huh. to being awake for another day, but uh-huh. it's been a pretty good week so far. Okay. Other than you and I, have been having so much trouble trying oh to goodness. record this this week's episode. You guys, it's been a
0: road. It's been a trip. It, it's been a journey. Yeah. It's been the death of a phone. Yeah, and... your phone died and little lindsay's echoing back on every time we tried
1: to record
0: i hear this little
1: hello hello
0: (laughs) (laughs) it has been a trip it really has been Oh yeah. my goodness But yeah. so. needless
1: to say We've been having a We're we're kind of laughing it up this morning Just to get yep. through So how, yes. how are you doing over
0: there, Misu? You know, my week has been good <laughs> We are traveling to see family We're on vacation And just enjoying seeing folks that we haven't seen I haven't seen my mama since January So Aww. I'm enjoying being with her And um. I, yeah, it's just been a it's been a good week a little stressful with trying to get this podcast thing going on yeah. But we're we're doing it and i'm glad about that. So yeah, yeah good. We got it. Well,
1: yeah, well, we're gonna dive right back in and This week we're talking about our good old friend moses again Moses yes. moses we've been talking about him for a few weeks and this week we're gonna kind of wrap it up a little bit so we're going to talk about some events that take place at Mount Sinai. And if you're familiar with the story of Moses or like the Ten Commandments, you've probably heard of Mount Sinai. It's, a, it's an important place for the people of Israel. There's a whole lot that happens here between our real God and his real people so that's what we want to dive into today and talk about that so Misu why don't you start us off with uh,
0: what's our good old buddy good old friend Moses doing at Mount Sinai well I love the mountains I came from Indiana then moved to the Pacific Northwest and so I just fell in love with the mountains and now we live in the Appalachian Mountains and just oh my goodness so I play this game with my grandkids while we're walking or driving in the mountains where we live now, everywhere we go, we say, we're going up the hill or down a hill and up the hill or down Uh a hill. And you know, when I read this passage in Exodus, poor Moses, he's always going up the hill or down the hill or up (laughs) the mountain or down the mountain. You know, I mean, it's just repeat. And to keep in mind that he's 80 years old, seriously. This 80-year-old guy is, like, trekking up a mountain, and then he's trekking back down the mountain, yeah. and he's up a mountain, and he's down Crazy. a mountain. Crazy. It is nuts. I mean, my mama's 86, and I cannot even think about her going up a big hill, let alone a <laughs> mountain, right? <laughs> right. But he's this messenger between the real God and his real people, and so he really doesn't have much of a choice here. He is yeah. the mountain messenger, and his job sounds just exhausting, so... Yeah. Grab your Bibles, and uh, if you want to follow along with us, we're going to be in Exodus 19. We're going to kind of camp there, um, and and we're going to talk about this up the mountain, down the mountain, and then we're going to add a little phrase, and all the people said, because yeah. it's this kind of repeated thing going on here. So Exodus 19, we see that the Israelites have camped at, in the wilderness of Sinai at the foot of Mount Sinai, at the third new moon after leaving Israel or after leaving Egypt. And that's just the way they kept track of time. So it's three months after leaving Egypt. And so verse 3 tells us Moses went up the mountain and God promised to make Israel a holy nation of priests. And then Moses comes down the mountain in verse 7 and he gathers the elders and he tells them all that yahweh has said to them he says you know you're going to be a holy nation of priests if you'll obey me and here's where all the people said they said we will do everything the lord has said They're just excited about it. We'll do everything the Lord has said. Mm -hmm. Okay. So next verse, Moses goes up the mountain and he reports back to the Lord everything the people said. And I I have to laugh about that. Did the Lord not hear what they said that Moses has to explain? (laughs) That just is funny to me. Okay. So then Yahweh tells him, okay, now have the people consecrate themselves because I'm going to talk to them directly in three days time but warn the people not to touch the mountain or they're going to go, they're going to die. So verses 14 and 15, Moses goes back down the mountain and he tells the people, (laughs) you know, wash your clothes, abstain from sex, consecrate yourselves because you're going to have this encounter with the holy Mm. God. So then, Verses 16 through 24, that's all about the encounter that the people have with God. And he comes down in a thick cloud over the mountain, sound of trumpets. You know, if you ever wondered what God's voice really sounds like, you know, we always say, I want to hear God's voice. I'll tell you what, (laughs) this is what happens when you hear God's voice. You need to think twice before you say that, you know, everyone in the whole camp. Yeah, everybody in the whole camp trembled. I mean, it's a big deal. So Moses spoke and the voice of God answered him, calling Moses, yep, up that mountain again. Mm -hmm. And Moses, God tells him, I want you to warn the people again not Mm -hmm. to touch the mountain or they'll die. And Moses goes back down the mountain again, (laughs) warns the people again, don't touch the mountain. And it's at this point that God speaks the Ten Commandments. And that's in verse 25 and on into chapter 20. Mm -hmm. Now, at this point, the people see God's voice. They actually see God's voice, which is a really interesting phenomenon. They see thunder, lightning, they hear a trumpet, they see the mountain draped in smoke, and they just tremble with fear, and they keep a a great distance between them and God. And here's our little phrase, and all the people said, Lindsay? Well,
1: this time they're not quite as excited to just, we'll do everything the Lord has no. said. Um, mm-hmm. This time with this whole, the thunder and lightning and the trumpet and the smoke and, and God being near and speaking on the mountain, they react with a lot of fear. They're mm-hmm. Their very real God is very imminent right there. And what they say mm-hmm. this time, they say to Moses, they say, Moses, speak to us yourself, and we will listen. But don't have God speak to us, or we will die. Um, and, you know, I think they're they're just so afraid. You know, in other words, it's like, we'll do what our God says. I, maybe they still want to do it. As long as you, Moses, continue to be our messenger and our mm-hmm. go-between between, between mm-hmm. us and God. We don't really want to be all that near to our real God, because he's, um, he's kind of scary. <laughs> he's, you know, mm-hmm. this... The, the smoke and the thunder and lightning and the trumpets and and the fact that Moses warned them two times, don't touch the mountain I, they're just mm-hmm. they're they're really afraid right here but yeah what Moses says back to them in Exodus 20 verse 20 he says, don't be afraid. God is testing you so that your fear will keep you from sinning your fear, your reverence for God. Mm-hmm.
0: Do you hear it's that? interesting it's interesting that he says, don't be afraid. And then he says, "It's so that your fear, yeah, will keep you from sinning." Yeah, I yeah. think that is interesting, and I
1: think our real God, our real God knows that He's scary. Um, yeah, I, He knows that He's big and, and He's kind of frightening. But I don't think He wants to be scary like. Like, make you cower in fear because he's big and mean, but just because he's mm-hmm. big and powerful. So I kind of, it, it seems kind of to me when I was thinking about this, um, like my father. <laughs> my father, when I was, <laughs> when I was young, I, I really love my dad. He's a great mm-hmm. father. He's a great dad. And it's like when I was young and I would do something wrong, and you know, my dad, he would look at me and kind of broaden his shoulders a bit, maybe puff out his chest and point his finger at me and use the sternest voice I've ever heard him use and he would say something like i don't want you to ever do that again <laughs> and mm-hmm. and my dad my dad was being scary but not not like i was afraid he was going to hurt me or afraid he was going to abuse me but he was being he was being mighty. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like he was, mm-hmm. he was letting me know where the power lies in our family yes. right now yeah. And, yeah. and that he knows and that he sees me. And that if I disobey, there will be consequences. And so yeah. it was like, it was my, my dad struck a healthy fear in me, a healthy mm-hmm. reverence that he's got the power. I don't, I better yeah. listen to that. And I, th- I think that's the kind of thing God is trying that that's what he's trying to do right here. He knows yeah that he's scary and he should be to them to a certain degree they should think he's mighty he's more powerful Mm -hmm. than them so he's not trying to say you need to cower that's why Moses says don't be afraid but Mm -hmm. God knows that your fear will hopefully keep you from sinning and so I think that's That's it's a good thing it's a good thing that God's doing it for them but the people still stayed at a distance they did not and that's so sad
0: yeah and and so now what happens is we go back to this up the mountain down the mountain game and and so in verse 21 of chapter 20 Moses approaches that thick darkness on the mountain where God was and he goes up the mountain again Mm -hmm. and so God gives instructions about worship and more law and when he finishes he tells Moses to go down back again down and bring Aaron (laughs) and then Aaron's and two of Aaron's sons and 70 elders back up the mountain. So Moses goes down the mountain and all the people said, Lindsay? They said, everything the Lord has said, we will do. Okay, we're back at that again. Okay, (laughs) that's good. Uh So Moses then wrote down everything the Lord had said. He got up early the next morning, built an altar of 12 stone pillars. There's another altar building thing, which is kind of been significant for us as we've made our way through scripture, Mm -hmm. another altar being built here. But, and, and, and he presented burnt fellowship offerings, and he read the book of the covenant to the people, and here we go again, all the people said. They said,
1: we will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. And I think, yeah, I think they really, I think they really wanted to follow yeah. God's law. He just read them the book of the covenant. They said, mm-hmm. we will do everything the Lord has said. We will obey. I think they wanted to obey, or at least part of them did, mm-hmm. um... But they were just dependent on Moses here, and in just a bit we're gonna see how uh, they have a hard time actually obeying. Uh, yeah, most real people do, in my yep. experience, right?
0: Yes, me yeah. included. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But
1: anyways, you can go ahead and tell us about this this next time up the mountain when Moses took the elders with. We'll get to their disobedience in a while, but they have yeah. a heart, I think, to obey. Go ahead and they tell do. us about this scene where Moses takes the other elders with. You him. know,
0: I love this scene. This scene just. It has ramifications all the way through the entire rest of the Bible. And I just, I love, this is one of my favorite scenes in all of scripture. It starts Exodus 24, 9. Then Moses and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, and 70 of the elders of Israel went up and they saw the God of Israel. Yeah, There was under his feet, as it were, a pavement of sapphire stone, like the very heaven for clearness. And he did not lay his hand on the chief men of the people of Israel. They beheld God, and get this, and they ate and drank. Yeah. Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and 70 elders up the mountain, they went up the mountain, and they saw the God of Israel... They ate and drank. That that whole think about this. They were terrified of this God, mm-hmm. and yet these brave folks, Aaron, yeah. two sons, seventy elders, they went up this mountain, and that was a brave step, first of all. But think about it from God's perspective. I mean, He had just shown Himself. Um, in, in talking to Israel, in, in talking directly with them, mm-hmm. he had put himself out there and Israel had rejected him. They said, no, yeah. we don't want to talk directly to you. We want to talk to Moses. And so what does God do? He puts himself out there again mm-hmm. to these 70 elders and Aaron and his two sons. And he, this time he eats and drinks with them. That's mm-hmm. like the epitome of fellowship and it's the essence of fellowship with God. Do you remember yes. the last time God ate and it, with someone on earth? It was in the garden. Mm. Not since the fellowship in the garden has been broken has God been this intimate with someone on earth. I mean, this mm. is huge. I, I just I think that's absolutely amazing. And Mount Sinai here then becomes just Uh, It it becomes a new covenant. So remember the old covenant that we had with Abraham. Remember Mm -hmm. that lens where we talked about, you know, we cut the animals in half and then God walked through it in in that pot, that smoking pot and then the blazing torch. This becomes a new covenant. This is the covenant of the law. But with this meal, this fellowship meal, it foreshadows the new covenant that will come with Jesus Christ and the Mm. new covenant of His blood. And then that foreshadows the wedding banquet that we will all be a part of, those who believe in Jesus Christ, the wedding banquet that will be our eternal covenant. Mm. I mean, this is just huge. It just, ah, I love it. Love, love, love it. Yeah. I
1: love, this is amazing. Yeah, I love this idea of God eating a meal with them. Like, Mm -hmm. that's just cool. That's really amazing. I mean, one of for me, one of my favorite forms of fellowship with people is sitting down and eating a meal with them. You know, oh, yeah. I love when I go home to my parents' house and all my sisters are there and we all sit down and eat together or my whole family, my aunts and uncles and cousins get together and we oh, eat a yeah. meal or just, you know, getting to know a friend over coffee, over dinner. Mealtime is such a sweet, mm-hmm. sweet form of fellowship. And I just, oh, I, I you get, get just to know thinking people. about... Yeah, I get just thinking about God sitting down with them, eating a meal with them. That's that's really cool. So I I love that scene. Now, sadly, of course, this Mm. this intimacy between our real God and His real people doesn't last. Super long. There's no. a time coming when the other shoe is going to drop <laughs> in yes. just a minute. Yep. Uh, Moses's trip, Moses's next trip back up the mountain, is a really long one, yeah. and the real people just don't don't fare so well. So let me let me tell you a little bit about this in Exodus 24. Right after this scene with the elders and God eating with them, um, verses 12 through 18, the Lord says to Moses, "Come up to me on the mountain and stay here." And I will give you tablets of stone with the law and commandments I have written for their instruction. So Moses and Joshua, he, he grabs Joshua, takes him with them. Moses and Joshua mm-hmm. went further up the mountain and yeah. left the elders um, kind of midway there. And they said, wait here for us till we come back to you. Um, and Aaron and her will be with you here. Uh, so they waited six more days. And then the Lord called Moses just by himself further up the mountain. And so mm-hmm. now Moses is gone all the way up the mountain. Um... He calls Moses further up the mountain from within the consuming fire Yikes. and Moses entered this cloud up there and stayed 40 days and 40 nights. Mm. Yeah. And whoa. So, mm-hmm. um, yes. Yeah, so Moses by himself gets to go up in the midst of this cloud after a voice calls out from the consuming fire up there and it's the Lord. And, um, while he's up there, the Lord gives him two tablets of the covenant law inscribed by the very finger of God. God writes on these tablets, The law for the people, which is really really cool. But what I love, I love what was what was in this law. I like thinking about this law. So, so God is. We've been talking about our real God is a God who relates to us and reveals Himself to us to His real people. And I think this giving them the law is a very significant piece of that. This is Mm -hmm. His terms of the covenant. This is His picture of a perfect relationship with them. This Mm -hmm. is His hopes and desires in his heart for his people I think mm-hmm. and this is his order of the universe his you know the way things work Emmanuel like mm-hmm. God is, is sharing so much of himself with them it's like if I were to write some manifesto of you know, life love liberty and community and everything you need to know to survive and thrive like mm-hmm. not only I'm sure that would be a bestseller it would go right to number one on the um, charts no yes. doubt
0: Yes. But, NYT bestseller, yeah, Lindsay Kirk, right? There. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: but I think
1: probably you would learn, you would learn a lot about me by yes. reading my manifesto on life, you know, and mm-hmm. in the same way, I think we can learn a lot about our real God by looking at this law that he laid out for his people. And I know, mm-hmm. I know the law, the books of the law in the old Testament can be very boring. They can just feel like a drudgery or like why am I reading this there's a lot of intricate laws there that that don't seem to really make sense to us but here's a challenge for you if you haven't read Leviticus or numbers or Deuteronomy lately I want to challenge you to go read one of them sometime this week but instead of just reading it as a rule book um, which ends up usually feeling pretty daunting and yeah. impossible and weird yeah, and yep. and kind of boring because I don't understand it all um, I want to suggest that you sit down and read through these books and ask yourself what do these laws reveal to me about the nature of God, about God's character mm-hmm. or about God's heart? And mm-hmm. I think it will put a whole new spin on things. I I I did this kind of this journey a few years ago and I was surprised to find God's great kindness and care for mm-hmm. us in his laws. His laws mm-hmm. feel like this big thing that we can't keep, but there's so much kindness in there um, where he goes out of his way to make extra provisions for people who need it. Like this is yeah. one example that just stuck out to me was the cities of refuge. Do you know about the the cities of refuge yeah. in the law? It's, this is it's, an a,
0: amazing. Mm-hmm. It
1: is, it's a really cool thing. So Numbers 35, um, verses nine through 12 says, the Lord spoke to Moses saying, speak to the people of Israel and say to them, when you cross the Jordan into the land of Canaan then you shall select cities to be cities of refuge for you that the manslayer who kills any person without intent may flee there the city shall be a refuge shall be for you a refuge from the avenger that the manslayer may not die until he stands before the congregation for judgment that's just mm. the one yeah. example, but I think that's amazing God's making a way for a fair trial for someone, so that mm-hmm. revenge and vengeance don't get to just run wild in the community um that yeah. that this someone who kills someone without intent can have a fair trial. We're, because what are we inclined to do? You know, you take something from me, I'll take it back from you. You you yeah. get me, I'll get you. And and God, God makes a way there. And there's yeah. so many more laws where he shows his extreme kindness and he makes provisions mm-hmm. for people who need it. And then there's other kinds of laws. That I remember reading about... He's telling them how to diagnose leprosy, basically, in one part of Leviticus. Like, if you find this and if you see this, uh, if you see these kind of spots, quarantine that person. They've got leprosy. And these are laws about cleanliness. But this is like God giving them a medical journal, like a medical manual of, like, Mm -hmm. how to know how to, you know, how to diagnose diseases and stuff. So Mm -hmm. there's really cool things there. The feasts and festivals, he commands them um, because real people are forgetful people. Mm. And so I oh, love oh, wait. Reading...
0: Lindsay. Hold on. <laughs> say that again. Would you please just say that again? I forgot it already. I don't I even know. What... Yeah. Okay. <laughs> right.
1: Real, right. Real people yeah. are forgetful people. Oh, I mean, that's yes. my life and that's my yes. life with, with the Lord. And so oh, also yeah. when you read mm-hmm. through the law, you see all these, they seem boring, but these, you know, feasts and festivals you're meant to keep in all these specific ways. But I love God's heart for us there because mm-hmm. he knows we yeah. are bound Give to forget. Him. Yeah, it's like you know that song, "Bind my wandering heart to Thee." Our our hearts are prone to wonder, our minds yeah. are are prone to forget, and mm-hmm. so he gives he gives his people feasts and festivals, and and during those times they were meant to commemorate his work among them, so yeah. that they wouldn't forget him. And I just think that's. That's so wonderful, I could go on and on about the law when I started reading it, looking for god 's heart and character. It was so fun for me, so I could go on and on, but I won't. Uh, we finally have to get to uh, the other shoe dropping we've been We've been building up to it a little bit that the real people here at at Mount Sinai yeah. are about to disobey so
0: yeah, and, you, it's, uh, and it's it's all about happens. that. It's all about that real people are forgetful people thing. Yeah. You know, it it applies here. This is where we see it in Exodus 32, um, when the people saw that Moses delayed to come down from the mountain, the people gathered themselves together to Aaron. I think that's a crucial statement. They gathered themselves together. They they were not following leadership of any kind, hmm. um, and all the people said. This time they said. This time, go ahead. You tell us this time. Yeah, I can't. even. this time. No, they, they're no longer. They're no longer saying we'll do it. You know, because real people are forgetful people. I mean, mm-hmm. that is the that's the phrase of the day, right? Mm-hmm. So all the people said in Exodus thirty-two to Aaron, up, make us gods who shall go before us. As for oh. this Moses, and get this, the man who brought us up. Out of the land of Egypt uh, we do not know what has become of him. It's sad to my heart they attribute their re- release from Egypt, their rescue from Egypt to the man Moses. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, doesn't that just kill you? I just oh that's so sad and yeah. and here's the the really sad thing they attribute well their only connection. Their only connection with the real God is is through Moses.
1: Mm.
0: And it was by their own choice because they stayed at a distance. So yeah. in Moses' seeming absence and in God's seeming silence, there is a complete vacuum yeah. in the Israelites' spiritual life. Mm-hmm. And they were willing to grasp at anything to get some spiritual footing so yeah and and that is just a sad sad state and and so Mm. what does this teach us i think it it teaches us several things for our day but one it's not healthy to base our entire relationship with god on on a person on any person so i have to ask myself is my spiritual health dependent on what someone else tells me about the bible Mm. you know that goes for sermons bible studies (laughs) podcast right don't just listen Uh, don't just listen to us get your bible out get your bible out don't just read my new york times bestseller that's right don't just read that's exactly right don't just read Lindsay's, you know manifesto (laughs) so here's the question how much time am i spending in god's word just Mm -hmm. listening for his voice to teach me and even it, it goes even further how much time do i spend praying are you ready without a list uh-huh. i need to let the holy spirit guide my words guide the subject matter of my prayers i need to be silent don't be afraid of the silence so these all right, let's get back to these unruly Israelites because I've, I've had enough time on the unruly misu. So <laughs> who who in the midst, these people in the midst of Moses' absence, they decide to build this golden calf, right? This golden God mm-hmm. who they decide has led them through the real wilderness, right? Yeah. Oh, Lindsay, uh, go, tell us more. <laughs> yeah,
1: we just have to trade off here every once in a while because it's just yeah. so sad. <laughs> it is. And, you know, I was so excited about their heart of we will do everything the Lord commands, but this is Mm -hmm. just, you know, it's, it's tiresome or it wears me out to see them making these decisions over and over. So I think it's wearing Moses out too. And literally, because, Mm -hmm. you know, he's been up the mountain, down the mountain, and now he has to go back down the mountain to deal with this, to deal with these Israelites. Um, So God tells Moses to go back down the mountain and deal with their idolatry and sin. And basically in chapter thirty two, verses nine and ten, God basically says, Let me alone so that my wrath may burn against these stiff necked mm. people and you yikes. go deal with them. That's basically what God says there. You go down, and deal with the Moses, leave me alone so my wrath can burn. Like ooh yikes. yikes. Yikes, right? Um But Moses says Moses says to the Lord, now now we've got some conversation between Moses and God happening here. Moses says, Oh Lord, you brought these people out of Egypt. At least Moses Mm -hmm. knows who brought them out of Egypt. Um, You brought these people out of Egypt. Surely you didn't do it only to kill them in your anger. This is basically what he says after that. And, and he goes on this long kind of speech and don't let the nations think that you delivered these people unto evil. Please remember Abraham Mm -hmm. and Isaac and Jacob, and please bring your people to the land that you promised our fathers. And And so Moses Moses,
0: is Moses reminding God or is Moses reminding himself there? I mean, obviously, you know, real God, our real God does not forget, you know, Uh but yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Moses is reminding himself because Moses has some anger, some anger about this. Also, when Moses goes back down the mountain, we see here, he shows a little wrath of his own. Some, Mm -hmm. some of the Lord's anger he shows, but some of his own. And so he goes back down the mountain and sees this he throws down the stone tablets that God just gave him. <gasps> Oops. The stone mm-hmm. tablets inscribed by the finger of God. Oops. He throws them down and breaks them. He burns up the calf, grinds, it, grinds the gold into powder, and makes the Israelites drink
0: it. Oops. Ugh. Like, what mm-hmm. is that? Oops. <laughs> what is what that? What is that duty of digestive system, right? right? Yeah. Then mm-hmm. he,
1: he tells the sons of Levi, um, who are, the Bible says, who are on the Lord's side, he tells them to kill their brothers and companions and neighbors by the sword, in in service of the Lord. That's in chapter 32, verse 29. Mm-hmm. And 3,000 people were killed. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a. Ooh.
0: Yikes! So Again. and then Moses
1: mm-hmm. then Moses goes back up the mountain to try to <laughs> quote make atonement for your sin is what Moses says to them. Like, oh Moses. Oh, Moses, as if you could, (laughs) go and atone for their sin before the Lord. But he Mm -hmm. treks back up the mountain to try to make atonement for your sin, is what he says. And then God sends a plague on all the people because of this golden calf. This is, if you want to read through this, it's in chapter 32 of Exodus. There's a lot of anger and wrath and punishment happening there. And, ugh. It just kills me. Misu, you go ahead. Tell us what you're saying. Yeah, it's tag team at this point. You know, it's tag team. I'm out.
0: <laughs> so, yeah. So Moses is up on the mountain, and this has just been a devastating thing for just everybody concerned, I think. And even those of us who are reading it are like, oh, my goodness, this is so hard. Yeah. But Moses continues this conversation with God, and, and there's an interesting little tidbit, though. And I, I wanna, I want to... Go back on something we said. I don't think he does go back up on the mountain, Lens. Did we decide oh, that? I don't, I don't think know. he does go back up on the mountain yet. For this conversation I, here. For this conversation, yeah. I don't think he is because what we found when we were doing our study here, there, there's a, a something called a tent of meeting. Exodus thirty-three seven through eleven talks about this place. This tent of meeting was just it was just a tent that they set up where anyone could go to seek the Lord and worship him and it's where Moses went to talk to the Lord before or after you know where he didn't have to go all the way up on the mountain and when Moses would go in there the Lord would come down in a pillar of cloud on that tent and we're told uh, we're not told whether anyone else actually availed themselves of that tent, but it was it is said in Scripture that anyone in the camp could go there mm. to seek the Lord. Yeah. And when Moses would go and and the t- the cloud would come down on the tent, all of the Israelites would stand at the openings of their tents and worship. Yeah. So that's we cool. see that the people really are trying to follow God and seek yeah. Him and hear from Him. And and but their faith is just a little too dependent on Moses' connection with God. Mm-hmm. And I think You know, I, I'm not sure at this point, whether he goes up the mountain or again, or whether he's meeting with God in the tent of meeting. But at some point he's having this conversation after the golden calf incident. And God says to Moses, go to the promised land. I will drive out all the other peoples. um, But I can't go with you because I would consume you. Mm -hmm. And Moses is like, uh, uh if your presence does not go with us, (laughs) Do not bring us up out of here. Let us stay at Sinai Mm. because it is not in your going with us. Okay, let me read it because I want to make sure I get it right. He says, for how shall it be known that I have found favor in your sight, I and your people? Is it not in your going with us that we are distinct, I and your people, from every other people on the face of the earth? So Moses knows that it's only through a personal relationship with this God, this Yahweh, that he's special or that Mm. Israel is special. And God's answer comes in that next verse. He says, this very thing that you have spoken, I will do for you have found favor in my sight. And I know you by name.
1: I Mm. love that. I love Mm. that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know you by name.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Such a sweet picture
1: it mm-hmm. is and I'm the one who makes you distinct yeah uh, that you know me and that I know you by name he knows us so dearly yeah I love that
0: so yeah. at this point God does call Moses back up the mountain and there is another 40 days and 40 nights for Moses up there where he receives the law of the Lord again remember those shattered stones uh-huh. he, he tells Moses to make two more stone tablets but then God will write on them again. Mm-hmm. So early the next morning, Moses goes up, presents himself to God. God writes on those tablets. And then listen to this scene. This is just so beautiful. The Lord descended in the cloud and stood with Moses there on the mountain and proclaimed the name of the Lord. The Lord mm-hmm. passed before him and proclaimed, The Lord Yahweh, the Lord Yahweh, a God merciful and gracious. See, yeah. our real God placed Moses in this in this um, uh, scene. This was so cool. He placed Moses in a cleft of the rock, and a cleft. You know, a cleft palate is mm-hmm. a broken place. I looked up that word. A cleft is a broken place, and, and isn't that where God reveals Himself to us so often, Lens? It, it is in mm-hmm. the broken places. Yeah. I just think that's so cool. And that's where he revealed himself to moses was in that broken place on the mountain and then it it, yahweh remember what yahweh means remember yeah he will make himself evident by his actions yeah his nature will become evident through his actions well Mm -hmm. in this action god passed before him and he actually spoke and remember his word is the capital w living word And he revealed himself through the spoken word and the very action of being so intimate with Mm -hmm. Moses here. And he told him all these things about himself. He reminded Moses, though, after saying all of those mercy and the patience and the forgiveness, he also reminded him that he was holy and just, not leaving the guilty unpunished. And sometimes I think that sounds really harsh, That the third and fourth generation will receive that that punishment Mm -hmm. um but you know what in the ten commandments that the people of israel had just heard just heard he had promised them to show love to a thousand generations Mm. so when we remember the context in which he's revealing himself These people had just heard that he was going to love and care for and forgive and be patient to a thousand generations of those who love him. And this is only punishment to three or four generations of those who stubbornly refuse to repent. I think that's pretty gracious.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so, he's being, I, yeah. being very gracious here as he is yeah. reestablishing the covenant with them, yes. right? He's Amen. Yeah, he he's abounding in love and forgiveness and patience and mercy, mm-hmm. which is just so great after what we've seen them doing. And, and he gives Moses the covenant law again. I found it interesting as I was reading through this section a little bit that the the parts of the law that are specifically spelled out here in this chapter in this scene um are commands that will help the israelites remember their god (laughs) Mm -hmm. after after the sin they just committed of forgetting him you know we said real people are forgetful people um and in the wake of this sin of forgetting him though it was a deeper sin than just absent-mindedness but that's sort of a different topic (laughs) but um he (laughs) He gives them commands that will help them remember him. You know, yeah, don't make images of other gods. Mm-hmm. Don't marry intermarry with other nations who worship other gods. Observe these feasts. Rest on the seventh day. These are the things that are spelled out right here. So
0: interesting. Yeah, a that real really God is an interesting knows point.
1: What real people are like. He knows yeah. what we're
0: like, and I'm grateful for that. Yeah. And you know what? Today we get to end with a such a better picture of the real people. They've gone through such a dark time. But, you know, now when Moses comes down from the mountain after this last 40 days, we see in Exodus 34, 29, that his face is shining because mm. he's been talking with God. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. And the people are astonished. And again, they're afraid. And remember how when they are afraid, how they were afraid to go near the real God? Well, I'll tell you what, they're still afraid to go near Moses cuz he's been too close to the real God. Yeah. But eventually they do come near and he tells them what God's commanded and he tells them to bring gold, silver, bronze, precious stones, expensive yarns. Do you remember the last time they gathered mm-hmm. their gold and silver what happened? Yeah. They made mm. that big golden calf. Yeah, but this time Moses tells them to bring it and evidently they you know, save some back because I'll tell you what, they bring a ton of it. Mm. And according to God's specific instruction that he had just given Moses, they are about to make a tabernacle. And that's a good place for us to end today because that's what we're going to talk about in our next episode. And oh my goodness, you won't want to miss that. It's just, it's a cool, cool place.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So be sure you don't miss a single episode. Come back next time and... Um, To be sure you don't miss, you can subscribe on iTunes, Android, or Stitcher. Or listen to Real People, Real God on Misu's Friday blog um, at com/blog. And we have notes for each podcast available on the blog on the date of the podcast. And you can also post comments and questions there as well. And if you do have a question specifically for one of us... Just indicate Misu or Lindsay there,
0: and we would love to reply to that. So, yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys, for listening. Come back, and remember, be real. Thanks for listening to Real People, Real God. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to give us a rating on iTunes. We rely on real people to provide feedback and a real God to provide listeners.